Good morning. Uh, it's Thursday, the 6th of January. Uh, I'm Baza Shmewi. I'm filling in for Mr. Tubbity. Uh, I'll be keeping his seat nice and warm. But don't worry, he'll be back very, very soon. I uh, very much hope you're going to keep me company for the next hour and for the rest of the week. Uh, did you enjoy the school run this morning? I bet you did. I bet you did. Last night, honestly, I was making sandwiches and I just... I was singing away. I was singing the shins to myself. I was layering it up. There was no moaning, no nothing out of me. Uh, like it was, I had that slightly quiet, upbeat, smug kind of attitude. Like I just found a 50 in my pocket. Do you know that? Like just happy. And my kids were quite moody. They were hanging around me and it, even they couldn't phase me. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Hannah was actually saying to me yesterday, she was kind of moaning. She was just in that moany mood and she was like, my friends all get a surprise in their lunch. And I was like, you'll get a surprise. It'll be either a ham sandwich or a tuna sandwich. And then I have the other little one who all of a sudden, like usually I throw a croissant in the lunchbox with them. And uh, I'd be like, you know, look, there's a croissant in there as well. She said, I don't like croissants. I like brioche. I was like, oh, what? Who are you hanging around with? Kid, seriously. Do you know, but... Uh, but they're back to school today um, and uh, that's a good thing, I hope. I, I, I'm not sure how you feel about it. Maybe you're a bit nervous. I understand that as well. A lot of teachers out there, they're nervous as well, but I, I understand that too. So why don't you text me in this morning at 51551. It is, of course, today is uh, is Nulig Naman, the 6th of January. I, to be honest with you, I didn't know a whole lot about this Um uh, Nulignamon, 12th and final day of Christmas, January 6th, um, was known in Ireland as Nulignamon or Women's Christmas or Little Christmas as a reward for their hard work over the Christmas season. It was a day off from all the housework for women in traditional roles, which seems kind of dated now. But but it was my understanding that they took ownership of that day. Do you get me? And uh, it's funny because even uh, I wonder, do are, are, are women out there today celebrating it? I, I hope I hope you are. I know Tara upstairs. She's uh, she's going for probably her sea swim, and she'll pretty much go straight on to Prosecco for the rest of the day. You know, she's uh, she's arrived in today. She's got the Dingle Gin and the Elderflower. She's the full Irish Time supplement. Do you know? Like, is is is? is, is I hope women do celebrate. Do you know what? Actually, this thing has been bugging me for a while. Will I share it? I will. I I had an experience. Um, a couple of months back and I was in a hotel I was in a hotel uh, um, sauna and gym and I was sat in the sauna with a man that I didn't know it was just me and him and he was commenting on the view from the sauna which is out onto the pool and I thought he was actually commenting on the view but he was referring to a group of much younger women in the pool and I let that slide and was fine very quickly, the conversation got very, very uncomfortable and very vulgar. And I'm no shrinking violet, right? I'll tell you that now. I, I like, I, I can let things slide, and sometimes nerves and people say weird things. But it was so graphic and it was so disgusting. And I was there's a French expression, l'esprit d'escalier, right? Which is is that the spirit of the stairs, where you, you replay something over your head and think I should have said this and I should have done that and I'll tell you as a person I'm the kind of person who uh, 
Tanya is reactive. She will say it's the first thing that comes into her head, which is one of the things I actually love about her. Uh, while I don't do that, I, I sit on something and I, I, I go back and I ponder on it. And the next day, if I feel strongly about it, I'll comment and I'll make, I'll make a manoeuvre then. But this thing really, really annoyed me because I did nothing. I didn't say anything when I should have said that's disgusting or should have put this person in their place. And I didn't. Have you ever been in that scenario um, as a man with another man? And there was a generational gap between me and this this man. And the only good thing that I could take out of it is that I think that type of man is dying off. But still, I was still, I still wasn't man enough to say the right thing in that moment. Do you know? Like I've been on WhatsApp groups and not not many, but I've been on one or two where I've said, please stop take me out of this group do you know what I mean I just do you mind because some of the stuff that's going around here yeah there's funny and then and now now this is wrong my kids are looking at my phone I don't want any any of this stuff coming to me so and I, I was be able to be forward and be direct like that and everyone respected what I said but somehow in this scenario this uncomfortable scenario I just didn't say anything and it's been it's been itching at me and I don't know why why I'm talking about that. Maybe it's the whole Nullignamon thing, but whatever. Um <clears throat> I I saw this. Uh, it was an article uh in the paper. I have a cousin Omar and he's he's moved now from Dubai to uh, the United Arab Emirates. And and they announced this week some big changes to the the work schedule. Um, uh, and it took effect, as far as I know, from New Year's Day. So th- th- what they're doing over there is they're transitioning to a kind of four and a half. It's really a four day week. So so in Arab countries, Friday is the holy day. So a weekend would usually be uh, Friday, Saturday. Then you would work Sunday to Friday again. So now what they're doing is you, you get like a half day on a Friday Um which really, they say you can work from home. So really, it's a day off. It's so you can go to mosque if you want, you know. Um, so really, you're getting, they're bringing it down. They're extending the weekend as part of the UAE government's effort to boost this work-life balance and enhance kind of social well-being. And it kind of did make me slightly think, are we coming to this kind of, Fort Industrial Revolution. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on at the moment where I wonder, it feels like there's a shift. It feels like something's changing. I was watching CNN last night and there's a guy and he's got automated um, robot uh, baristas in Singapore. You know, these machines and the, 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 the coffees look fantastic. So like even that, you know, so I wonder, do you, do you, does that work for you? Will that work for you? The, you know, would would you prefer to do less hours? You know, I think. Okay, I, I think you have to look at it like this: What is a four day work week? So, as as such, full time work is a minimum of usually about thirty five hours, isn't it? Over four days, so four day work week isn't a compressed work schedule, but rather it's less hours. So the employee would work, you know, around 28 hours over four days and have a three-day weekend. 
a four day work week may seem like a radical idea, but uh, I've read it here. Um, gradually reduced the numbers of hours worked with a typical work week. In the late 19th century, in 1890, the United States government estimated that a full time employee within a manufacturing plant worked on average 100 hours a week. By the mid 20th century, uh, manufacturing employees only worked 40 um, hours a week. So reducing a current work week to 28 hours a week isn't nearly as radical as it kind of sounds, right? And they've done research saying, you know, there's increased productivity, um, you know, it, it, it creates an equal workspace, a better employee engagement. Would you be happier? That's the, my question. You see, I, I just I just don't know. I, I suppose I'm in a very uh, niche situation where I think after after spending so much time uh, over the last two or three years, it has it has changed how I look at my work life balance, and I think a lot of people are in the same position. I, I love what I do, though. I, I enjoy my work, and and I find because I'm self employed, if I have a heavy work schedule, I'll do things like get up really early in the morning. I'll get up at four or five to get those extra hours in the day. I find those hours between say. Five o'clock and nine o'clock, I can get a day's work done because my phone doesn't ring. And, you know, how about you? How does it work for you? That's what I'm wondering anyway. Um, so let's have a look what we got. What we got. Lord Mayor of Cork becomes city's first Lord Mayor to be chauffeured in a fully electric vehicle. Mmm. That's very upbeat. Uh, the Lord Mayor of Cork, Councillor Colm Kelleher, has made history by becoming the city's first Lord Mayor to be chauffeured in a fully electric vehicle. The Lord Mayor yesterday collected the new car, a Mustang Mach-E Ford's first all-electric SUV. Nice! That's nice. Gifted to the office of the Lord Mayor by Ford Motor Company. Of course, Ford have a big connection in Cork, don't they, as far as I know? Um I'm proud to be the first Lord Mayor to champion the use of a fully electric vehicle of which symbolises the council's commitment to lead by example in tackling the issues of climate change. We were the first local authority in the country to have our council fleet go fully electric a number of years ago and we have 76 council vans that are all fully electric. Amazing. That's it's just uh, later on in the show I'll have someone talking all about um electric cars and all this so this is very relevant. Uh, not only that but there's also the saving in relation to fuel because they're very economical from the cost point view. Uh, the Lord Mayor's well-known um, driver, Finbar Archer, has christened the new vehicle Night Rider or Night Rider. Yeah, Night Rider, growth stuff. And the Lord Mayor has been assured the electric, electric vehicle will be able to go the distance. I do find myself goofing off and I say the word Tesla probably 50 times a day. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, but I'm very car- I'm very happy with 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 uh, my car at the moment to be honest with you. But but it it seems the way forward. Those Mocha E's, Tanya was looking at them as well. They're very cool. Like there's some very cool hybrids as well out there. They're very sexy looking, you know. Um, what else have we got here? I've got some texts in. Uh, Hi, Baz. Best day of the year, without doubt. Getting the kids back to school. Peace again. Good luck with the show. Noel Curran, Sandpit, Drogheda. Uh, Baz, I'm celebrating it by cleaning out my oven. That's not celebrating. Listen, that's not going to work at all. Um, I'm celebrating it by cleaning out my oven because nobody else will do it because I live in a house full of men. Good God. That's like, like, there's no, there's no winning. Do you know? Just you take the day, take the day, take a leaf out of Tara's pamphlet. Just go off for the day and just 
forget about the oven. Damn right, Baz. Decent men need to man up and become better allies to women. It's long overdue. Thanks for bringing the topic up and speak up next time or crying out loud for crying out loud. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. Like, it, it's just, just, you know what got me is that for all your man knew, like my wife could have been in the pool or my daughters or any, you know, it's just, it's just, it felt to me like a very dated conversation and um, one that I, yeah, next time I would, I find, I'll empower myself a bit more and not be such a um, wimp. Um, we took a taxi from Cape Town Airport to our destination in the city and had the most racist taxi driver he was white, obviously, you could imagine. We had been travelling for 24 hours and were exhausted and badly wanted to get out of our apartment. But I was disgusted with myself and my husband because we didn't challenge him at all. I regret it so much. Our teenage sons weren't impressed by our reluctance to address his disgusting racism. Do you know what? I've been, I've been in a taxi where the guy was complaining about Arabs to me and and <laughs> maybe it was the way the light was shining on me or whatever, but he had no, no concept at all that I might be mixed race at all. And I understand, you know, people say stupid crap and sometimes, you know, you have to choose what to get offended by, but that's why I think in my head, that 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 was the right time to get offended, and it's not easy to speak up. But 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 like I say, reliving it in your head, having that moment that'll that'll happen once, and next time it happens, you'll know to do the right thing. I think it's very comforting to know that our kids, our kids are a different generation, and they are woke, and for all the reasons that we slag them off, is also you know is also they're empowered and they know what's right and wrong and. You know, they get it gets a lot of bad beef, but there's times where th- certain things should change and have changed, and that's not a bad thing, you know. Um, I think we'll have some music. We're tearing it up this morning. We're tearing it up. Uh, we'll have uh, Survive, True Tides. You're awake now, aren't you? Yeah, that was great. I love that. Survive uh, True Tides. Uh, I'm Baz Like I said, I'm filling in for Ryan while he's away. Lots of texts in this morning. Thanks very much. You can text us in on 51551 or email us at uh, ryan at rt.ie. Baz, on inappropriate comments, just say, hey, that's my daughter you're speaking of. Come on over and I'll introduce you to her. Indeed. Do you know, like... It's funny. I was watching. I was watching last night. I was watching Operation Transformation, right? And there was a young girl and she's 24 and it was very sad. She said at one stage, I hate myself, right? And she'd gotten into such a state and after the last couple couple of years and she'd just gotten... And to hear a young girl say that about herself, but I think there's an element with everyone where you get to a stage where you don't like something about yourself and you either make a decision that you want to change or you just stay stagnant and you just stay the same. I think, and I've kind of said this before, and not to be banging on, but I think um, when you're when you're a dad or a parent, I'm my kid's example of what a man is, right? So their relationships with men moving forward is going to be based on what I'm like as a man. 
And that sometimes elevates me to want to be a better version of myself. And it is a very, you know, it, it, change is a very difficult thing. But things like that, things like that kind of everyday misogyny, that kind of just um, letting it slide. We're getting to a stage now where you can't really, you've got to call people out and just say, you know, that's just not acceptable. And that's not being woke. That's not being like... You know, it, you know, saying for the, the the saying for the kudos or saying for any other reason than the fact that it's the right thing to do. You know, that's the way it is. And um, we're gonna have a break. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. I'm Basil Shmeri. I'm filling in for right oh, full lads. I'm doing this thing at the moment. It's driving me mad. I'm midnight munching. Does anyone do that? Because really, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? I'm going to the gym, I'm training all day, I eat really well, all, and then in the middle of the night, like, there I go, naked, downstairs eating peanut butter sandwiches, and then, like, my daughter even saw me one night. Like, that's 10 years of therapy right there, scarred. Do you know? Like, just get it together. I just got to stop doing it. If anyone's got any tips on what I should, what's healthy to midnight munch on, I'll, I'll take them. Um, going to have some music now. Uh, what will we have? We'll have Mick Flannery and Susan O'Neill. Talking, talking. like that very blousy now any pearls and nail varnish that was nice I like that listen I've, uh, Kevin Sheridan personal trainer is going to solve all my problems while I'm midnight munching Kevin are you there? Yes hello Baz how are you I'm, lovely to talk to you lovely to talk to you so like myself and my wife we're working very hard on me and my problems so maybe you could tell me why I keep getting <laughs> up in the middle of the night and munching food well there's a couple of little problems there Baz the main thing you have to do right is to have a really substantial meal at around 6 o'clock in the evening, really no later than half 6. And by doing that, what that does is it makes sure that you actually have enough fuel to keep you going throughout the night. Most people actually skimp on that. They have kind of something small, then they end up snacking on rubbish throughout the whole night. That's an absolute disaster. It's like once you start messing with kind of junk food and that, it's like heroin. You just don't stop. So it's really awful. So what you need to do then is have a really substantial meal around 6 o'clock and then about 30 minutes. What time do you go to bed at, Baz? I go to bed around about 12. 12, okay. Well, as your trainer, what I'd be suggesting to do is bring that back to about 11. Okay. And then at about half 10, maybe 30 minutes before you go to bed, have something that's protein-based, which means something like maybe, you know, a handful of cashew nuts, something like that. They're wonderful. They fill you up. They're full of protein something like a yogurt, cashew nut, something like that is absolutely ideal because that will stop all the hunger about 30 minutes before you go to bed. Because you know what it is, Kevin? It's like I'm so disciplined during the day. I drink black yeah. coffee. I, you know, I, 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 you know I, I usually intermittent fast a bit so I'll eat at a certain time and I eat all the way up, all the way up until till bedtime. Get it? And then at three o'clock in the morning, it's like a high frequency call coming from the peanut butter downstairs. And I'm, I just, yeah. I just, got, it's like I've lost all willpower. Are you weaker? You must be weaker in the, at night time you can get weak but also as well like you can be tired as well there can be stuff running through your mind you can be upset and that over the stress of the day and then like basically you can get a disruptive sleep you wake up you kind of say maybe you're hungry you're kind of conditioning yourself nearly at that stage Baz yeah 
So what I'd say to you is, I'd say try to bring the, go back to sort of getting into bed by 11 o'clock. Have something about 30 minutes before you go to bed. Again, as I said, protein-based. That's crucial. Yeah. And then have a really substantial meal around six-ish. That'll carry you through most of the night. And then if you are sort of conditioning yourself to waking up early in the morning, I'd say just work your way through it for the first couple of days because you will reset that, you know, in your own psyche, so to speak. It's it just... A, it's just a bad habit I tend to dip in and out of and it's just one I'm in at the moment and there's just there's something so so wrong about standing eating at 3am in the kind of dark (laughs) there's something seedy about it I'm just like I don't like me as a person I'm a weak person like I do I do jobs for the bank and I think anything that happens between 2am and 6am I should just pop up on an ATM go no go home you're not getting any money. There's something that nice. It's just like it shouldn't. I don't know. It's just, it's just I'm going to beat it, Kevin. I'm going to beat it. But try that. Try that, Baz, for the first couple of nights. Try to go to bed at 11. Yeah. Have a really large meal at 6. Have something light, protein-based at about half 10. Go to bed. And if you do wake up, just discipline yourself. You're not to get out of bed. Just lay there, wake. Just try to get back to sleep. But I think you're possibly conditioning yourself. Because yeah. that's one of the things that happens with our sleeping habits. And do you think my wife calling me Mr. Munchy, do you think something like that, that negative attitude towards me, that's that should great. stop? That's Th- not that's, great. That's I not great, is it? I have a little word with her about that. That's not great. No, and no, you're, no, no, you're no. the expert, Kevin, so I won't argue with you. That makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, look, Kevin, thanks very much, yeah? Not at all. A pleasure, Baz. And do that, and honestly, it will work for no, you. No, I'm looking forward to it tonight. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Good have man. It. Thank you, sir. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're all going to heaven. There you go. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, so I got this text in. I just think it's brilliant. When you're in a situation where someone is making an inappropriate comment, pretend you did not understand what they said and let them say it again. If you're making an uh, inappropriate joke or a comment and if they have to try and explain themselves again, they'll start feeling uncomfortable about it. Very clever. Very, that's some of the best advice. This is advice that is said to be uh, given to women in the workplace who might be subject to harassment jokes, but also for men in the situation I was in. You go, excuse me, pardon, what did you say? Did I, did I hear you right? And, and you're off good I like that uh, hi Baz you mentioned the excited feeling of finding your uh, 50 euros in your pocket well I found 100 euro in my son's jeans after going through the wash the question is I'm faced with now do I tell him do I put it towards his car tax do I fill the fridge with my favourite pizzas or do I treat myself to a takeaway tonight for little Christmas if your son doesn't know he's missing 100 quid I would keep it I would be treating yourself girl that's what you do um Baz, uh, it's a night of starvation. I get a two teaspoon of peanut butter just before bed does the trick. Indeed it does. And do you know what? That's the end for today. Uh, I think we've got Claire Byrne coming up next. Uh, see you all tomorrow. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE radio player.